Hello! Welcome to the Disclaimer! This is the part where I tell you that we are a spoiler-heavy podcast. We will be talking about Wheel of Time. We will be doing it soon after the episodes drop. We will be talking about things from the books. We will be ruining things if you don't want them ruined. So, uh, maybe watch a few more episodes and then come back to us. Uh, Also, just to note, we also are adults here. We speak about things. We're vulgar. It's just the way things are. That's how the wheel weaved it. And uh, on that note, that's the end of the disclaimer. So, hope you enjoy our podcast. with a chance of rat. I'm Kika and I'm with my husband Inazuka and we are doing the Wheel of Time and we're doing episode four, The Dragon Reborn. Dragon Reborn. Hello Dragon. everybody. Yes, we are back. Back! Back again. Fresh from watching episode four. Yes, uh, we have watched it. Uh, it is... Uh, I was pretty happy with it. I don't know. But I, 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 I'm I, excited. I, I'm so excited. I had a moment. Of like, which is it's very late in the episode, so we'll get there. Uh, but it threw me for for a bit, and then I'm like, no, 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 Inazuka, sort yourself out, bud. This is not a one for one adaptation. We know this. Trust the process. Trust the process, right? <laughs> so far, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it too. So things are different. Uh, we got some hints. We got um some really big hints at a few things. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a good episode to pick apart. I'm quite excited. I'm excited because I just, oh man. Yeah. Man. So, so who, who is, who is it for you right now? Who, who are you psyched Nynaeve. about? Nynaeve. Yeah. Yeah. You're I'm psyched, psyched about Nynaeve? I'm so psyched. Yeah. Well, she's, she's great. I'm, I'm a big fan of Nynaeve. I'm a, you know, I'm a big fan of the Emmonsfield Five. Um, yeah. Like, I th- so for for anyone that isn't familiar with the term of the Emonsfield Five, uh, Emonsfield is where they are from in the books. No, it is it is in the two. It is a a town in the two rivers, which is made up of four towns. Right. So one is uh, Emonsfield, and there's another one. One of the other four is called Tarrant Ferry. That's the northernmost town. They're the southernmost town, so they don't even know each other very well. Because I. When I first heard the term, I was just like, I'm not sure what the context was. I think they kind of mentioned it without context. I, I bl- they, they pretty much mention it as the two rivers and not so much Eamon's Field. Right. Okay. Eamon's Field is very specific to their location, whereas the two rivers covers the general region. General region. Sort of like a um, state. Uh, or a county. It's more like a county. They're actually a county of a country called Andor. No way. Uh, but they don't know it, and neither does Andor. Uh, oh, right, okay. <laughs> I, think, I think they've been on the books for a long time, but nobody bothered checking on them. <laughs> so um, they just did their own thing. Fair, fair. Or like Andor like, just decided one day, they're like, oh, that little patch there, that's ours too. But nobody consulted the people of Two Rivers about that. And Two Rivers is like, huh? Well, they wouldn't have even known. Nobody crosses the river. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. 
But this is as far as like any two rivers people have went. Right, pretty much so like far? Cross, yeah. no, well, no people leave the two rivers. Yeah, but they come back. Oh no! Sometimes they don't. It's oh. it is. It's just a, a, a it's a town area like any Would other. Would you call it a hamlet? It's just a backwater kind of area. Like a, fair, like fair. I said, it's the um, it's someone one of the quotes from the book is that uh, it's the back end of nowhere. Mm. So they're literally like I said, they're surrounded by this giant river that's really hard to cross, yeah. and they've got mountain ranges mm. and stuff all around them and like a giant forest as well like yeah, 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 yeah. it would take yeah, yeah. weeks to get through this forest kind of thing fair enough alright shall we start my love straight into it uh, we are okay so the opening scene is in Gaelden I was about to say Gelderhand but that's not right and there's no H in it and I can say Gaelden because they said it in the first episode so I know the correct pronunciation yay huzzah so we're in Gaelden, and Gaelden is on fire. Um, yes. So, a little bit of trivia about Gaelden is, uh, uh, they're seated near the infamous Children of the Light. Yeah, so, uh, there's a, a general trivia thing that we, we, we kind of read, we read the trivias and the bonus contents yeah. on, because they're really fascinating, uh, and that's so, just that little part kind of that, mm. Yeah, so basic, yeah, yeah, you know, Kika saw anything to do with the Children of Light, and <laughs> yeah, she she literally hissed at the TV when uh when that little uh, fact came up. Yeah. So uh, I think it's safe to say that given the events of this first scene mm. and the now knowledge that we have that the children also like to hang out in Gaelden. Oh uh, yes. So so so, do you want to take it from here? So. Everything's burning. Burning. <laughs> burning. Bizarre. And so we see like a whole heap of like soldiers running across a, across the bridge and their king uh, in, just in front of them. Like they're protecting the king from someone. Yeah. And as, as they run, one of them yells, he's destroyed the gates. His army is everywhere. And we can only have one guess with that. Well, I think it was pretty uh, pretty clear indication from the last episode where we where we'd be going since we've and already like the, the the episode name yeah Dragon Reborn yeah right so we're going to the self proclaimed Dragon, Dragon Reborn. Reborn so Logan is literally like I'm just fucking shit up right now yeah he was he was like I'm here to basically take over yeah exactly. So, um, anyway, he goes, uh, he, he catches up with the king and the king's like really injured and he's a bit distraught because he's like, I, this guy's just like so strong and I don't think I can beat this guy. However, they have a bit of a conversation. Yeah. He says, you know, you know, you actually think you're him. Yeah. Which kind of really made me think, well... You, you question him, yet, you know, kind of the proof is in the pudding. He's got powers. He's strong. And then all of a sudden, um, Logan is like, I'm going to heal you. Yeah. So we get, a, we get some really cool stuff here. So first off, I want to talk about a couple of things. Mm. Logan, you're my boy. You're my boy, Logan. No hand gestures. Zero hand gestures. Oh, yeah, I did notice that. Hand gestures are for the peasants, and he is the proof. 
So I'm so happy to see some someone using wielding the power and just making it look easy. It was great to watch. Too really... bad he's a man because. <laughs> well, then he's also insane. Yes. So very, very much cray cray. What we also saw was a very clear example of the corruption yeah. on the power. So that we got now the corruption. Now again, back we'll go we'll go back to the bonus content again yeah. just quickly because there's a there's a quick little three minute clip again that came with the episode, which mm. explained how uh, the differences between how Sidar and Sidin, which are the two sides of the one power mm. that um, men and women use. Yep. So Sidar is for the women, and Sidin for the men. Yep. Now. Uh, 3,000 years ago when the last dragon sealed the Dark One away, the Dark One used a... Uh, his last counterstroke is the term they use, was to taint the male source of power. Which then sends... Any man who had the power would be going crazy. Right. And in this, we see... Uh, we almost see an embodiment of the crazy with the, the two figures forming behind him and mm. whispering in his ears. Mm. Now, voices in the head is a very common uh, form of the crazy. Mm. So this is definitely it's on par. Pre- it's pretty much a corruption whispering in his ear. Uh, in seems like human form, but it can, I, I guess it could take any form. I'm assuming it's like... It, it, it's, di- it, it, it's different for every man. Mm. So it'll be different for most people. Mm. So Logan has a little tit for tat with his uh, imaginary friends. Mm. And then the king notices that he's having this conversation Conversation. with himself. And he goes, well, you're already nuts. Yeah. So I better kill you. It's It's the right thing to do. Yeah. Right? From his perspective, that's the right thing to do. Exactly. And he said, oh, I've already sent word to the Aes Sedai. You know, I've, I've done the right thing. I'm yeah. protecting my people, etc., etc. Etc., yeah. And then no games. This is like, well, I'm actually going to heal you, bro. Yeah, and on top of that, I'm going to... I'm not going to break the world. I'm going to bind it. Mm. And he, and the king's... Uh, I keep forgetting his name. The king of Gaelden. Just call him. That's his name. Yeah, okay. King of Gaelden. It's he, like... He doesn't get a name. <laughs> He um he's just like well, okay I kind of see where well, you're coming from and I want to help you. I'm pretty sure he just joins Team Logan. Yeah, which he does. Hashtag Team Logan. Uh, also, Logan got his little hashtag uh, figurine. Yay! Yay! Go Twitter for adding little figurines for all the hashtags for all the Wheel of Time characters. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, I am waiting for. Uh, well, I think are we just gonna call. Oh, all mirror, all of the fades. So when they when they showed the first picture of the uh, fade, uh, or we saw the first trailer, I think it was. Mm-hmm. They named him on Twitter. Uh, I I don't I know I'm gonna get this wrong because I can't. It's weird. It's like Myrtle. It's it's a weird name for it. Myrtle. M Y R like double D L Y L like it's weird. Um, so they just named him Dan. <laughs> so, so, so I feel like you know Fade, Eyeless, you know um, Half Man, all the things that they call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we can just call him Dan. All of them are now Dan. Oh no. <laughs> so anyway, 
Um, so after all that, we go to the uh, title credit. Title credits. Still love it. Still stunning. <laughs> Still stunning. Uh, yes. Uh, we were looking at the the different coloured threads in in the opening this week. Yeah, and, and we're like, oh, they're actually the colours of the arsenal. Well, I, I I kind of knew that. But yeah, I kind of clicked. You were like, ah. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, we we uh, open up open up with. A mega stare off. Let's be honest. Nynaeve just staring off at everyone. This around. is a, this <laughs> is an exhibition in the staunch technique mm. of uh, now. For anyone who's not um, an Australian uh, and staunching. staunching is to glare at somebody with intent. <laughs> Whatever the intent is is irrelevant, but it's to to glare at someone with intent. Uh, yes, and there's yes. a whole lot of staunching going on here. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And, it's, like, and you can like you can feel like someone's staring at you because you can feel their eyes burning in the back of your head. And Paul Lan is walking through the camp, and he's the one that every single one is looking at. <laughs> so, and Lan's just like, I'm, I'm just like worried about Moraine. Just leave me alone. Yeah, like the other waters are like, yeah, it's Lan. It's good to see him. Haven't seen him in a while. The the red sisters are like, hey, that's Lan. He's with Moraine. <laughs> yeah. Know, what's he doing? So, anyway. And who's this other chick? Mm-hmm. And then they're looking at Nynaeve as well. Yeah, so. they're like, yeah, weird person. Who is she? Yeah. So anyway, um, Moraine is in the tent with Kareen. Oh, Kareen. Okay, cool. And she gets healed by Kareen. She is a made-up person. And anyway, <laughs> once um, the healing was over, um, Kareen was just like, oh. God, I'm so tired. Like, yeah, she was wrecked. She looked wrecked, and like she, her, her body language was just like, "I'm so tired." And Moraine's is like, "I have seen you fought off whole battalions, well, armies, I believe armies." The term she used. Sorry. Yes. Um, why are you so tired? Yeah, why is one little wound calling causing you to be that tired? Yeah, and she goes, "Well, the dragon reborn." Yeah, it's not the wound; it's it's shielding this dude. Yeah. And Moraine's just like, oh, right, can you, like, take me to him? Yeah, she's like, I, I would like to meet this false dragon. Yeah, exactly. Because she's just like, I'm, I'm pretty sceptical about this whole situation right now. Yeah, well, no, obviously, like, her, her whole mission... Her whole mission... Was to find the dragon reborn. Yeah, and, and whatever she wants to do when she does find him mm. or her. Because we don't actually know yet. What Whoa. what was her plan? Could you tell me? Can you tell me her plan? Who? Moraine. What did she want with the dragon? Why was she looking for the dragon? I was kind of hoping that um, she would help with the fixing the uh, everything that's been broken. But I'm not sure. I don't know. She never... Ha- she has not said. No, she hasn't. She and... But she, this is all speculation this from is, me. Yeah. But that's the but, point. It's all speculation because she doesn't give up any information. Because she doesn't talk, which has been stated. Yeah, this gets stated later in this episode where yeah. she says, is it hard to have a conversation with someone who doesn't speak? Well, I kind of get the feeling that Moraine is indifferent. No, she's not. She's, she just wants to keep to herself. She's then. committed. Fair enough. She's focused. I like that. I like that. She's probably way more focused than my poor, poor old soul. Oh, she no. Oh, <laughs> she spent twenty years on the same mission with no results. 
Yeah. And she's still that committed. So, anywho, then we get... Do we actually go and meet our our self-proclaimed Dragon Reborn Logan? So, anyway, so he's bound. He's shielded is the term, I believe. Oh, okay. they, so, they, he's they, in a cage and there's two Aes Sedai shielding him. Yes. Our two Aes Sedai shielding him are the always lovely Leandrin Sedai... Get the fuck out. And, and we the equally Alana. equally asshole Alana Mosvani. I don't think she was a bit arsehole I'm not a fan of Alana. Okay. I'm also not a... Look, you know, I'm going to be totally honest. I'm not a fan of pretty much everybody in this room right now. Right, okay. With the exception of uh, my Maureen. boy, Logan. Nah, Maureen's alright too. Yeah, what about Kareem? Mm, like she him. was cool. Was? Yeah. Yeah, well, if, if you're listening to this, you've probably seen the episode, so... Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, um, but, okay, so as soon as I heard the name Alana, my immediate reaction was, oh, go fuck yourself. Fair enough. I am not a fan of her. She is... Stop. I don't like you. <laughs> so, anyway, um, so... I don't like you. <laughs> so, Corrine's lost, like, I need some... I need to have some power so I can get some strength up. I'm going to have a break. Yeah, so anyway, her her sisters help her out with that, which is cool. But Moraine's is like, uh, goes up to the um, actual... Yeah, she takes over the shielding. Yeah, she instead. takes over the shielding, she... yeah. And she just sits there with um, Alana for a little bit. And that she had a meaningless conversation about a dog. It wasn't quite meaningless, but because as soon as she opened her mouth, Moraine called her on what she was trying to do. Yeah. She's like, oh, okay, trying to get, get some information then, eh? Exactly. And she's like, I'm, I'm not going to give you any information. like. No, but she was just like, I was going to wait until like two or three more days until it was less obvious. And she's like, yeah. smart move. <laughs> so, you know, so, they, so they're all, they, they all know what what they're all up to. You know? Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, it's very clear that uh, they, they all are trying to manipulate each other. Yeah. So anyway, um, Logan so, is literally shielded. So, Rain's doing uh, shielding with Alana, not Alana. Um, yeah, Alana. Yeah, I think it's Alana. Yeah. Yeah, and so, um, so he, it looks like he's like very peaceful, but it's just the shielding, isn't it? No. So he is actually um, meditating. He could be jumping up and down in the cage, acting like a real asshole. Right. But they've also... I'm actually not sure. They've also plugged his ears with waves of air, which is basically a thing that can be done. Okay. Um, how has, how this, does that work for? So, so with the five um, things you can do, the, the um, air, fire, spirit, water, mm. and... What am I missing? Air, fire, spirit, water, and earth. Earth. Uh, so, waves can be used in many different ways. Mm. And I mean, like, in an almost unlimited amount of different ways. Right. Figuring out the right wave to use to create the certain effect is the hard part. Ah, right. And if, if for example, you try and create a wave that is uh, not good or it's too complex for you or something, it can backfire mm. and kill you. Yes. And potentially... Everybody around you. 
Right. The one power is dangerous, hence the need to go to Tarvalon to train. So anyway, um, so Moraine's chilling with Alana. With yeah, and there's a visible lurch when the power transfer, when the shielding transfers from yeah. both women. Yeah, Moraine felt it and she's just like... <gasps> she kind of went, Whoa. and Leandrin, on the other hand, in the background, was like, I... I can, I, I can relax. Yeah. So... But Leandrin should never be... Anyway. Not... <laughs> so then we we go to the, our water friends. Yay! I love these guys so much. I just want to hug them all. <laughs> they just seem to be... Really good bunch of people. Yeah, I could hang around with them. But anyway, it's just these two to start off with. So yeah. we have uh, we have Kareen's water, Steppen, and we have Lan. <laughs> and they are sparring. Yeah, and having a conversation. They're sparring. They're 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 going through their forms. Mm. Um, I'd love you know what I'd love to know. I just, I just want to hear them say it once, you know, like boar rushing through the woods or um, cat crosses the, the courtyard or one of those terms that they use in the books to describe the different fighting moves. Oh, right. Okay. I was like, you are making no sense. And cat, like cat cross, crossing the courtyard, for example, is a big one because it's, it's a, it's not particularly a fighting stance. It's more of an aggressive presentation. Like, you know, you're walking full-chested, shoulders back, absolutely dominating your own importance. Peacocking. Not peacocking, because that involves a certain amount of arsehole. But this is confidence. It's exuding confidence. So when you break into it, you are... um, And it's something Lan... Lan is a master of the forms, so... I really like Len. He's my favourite character at the moment. I love him too. Tashir Malki. Tasha again. Until someone says it, I'm not doing it. Um, so anyway, they're sparring and then... Golden Crane flies again. Stefan noticed that uh, Kareem was walking out from the um, cave. He goes, hey, I thought it was your turn to do the shield thing. And she goes, no, nah, Moraine's doing it. So... They go into her t- her tent. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Stepan and Corinne are they they he's her water. Yeah. So. And they that you know what they look like they have a great relationship. Yeah, they they seem like really close, like super. It's just a super deep connection. Yeah. And anyway, he questions about Moraine. I think there's a strange relationship there between sisters. Yeah, or? I think it's just that. Um, she seems to be quite open. Right. She seems to be somebody who is is trustworthy within the ranks of the Greens so much so that mm. you know Lan is mates with with her water and mm. her and Moraine have a bit of a respect for each other at a cert, at certain levels. Yeah. Because but... Moraine, you know, clearly complimented her power level. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, thanked her for the healings and whatnot. Yeah, and then, you know, she was shown... Because if she didn't respect it, she was like, I wasn't showing you where the dragon were born is. Yeah, I? and usually I believe their, uh, <laughs> their hierarchy is power-based. Oh, right. So do you reckon Up to a certain the, extent. Do you reckon they're on the same level? It's hard to judge. Okay. Because, like I said, I, I, 
uh, later in the episode, I did expect Moraine to cheat. Oh, uh, right, okay. Yeah, she she is uh, very sneaky. Do you know what? I am kind of... Okay, so this is what I have issue with, right? They have all these tents. They have all these um kind of chairs and furniture and all these wonderful luxuries. But the only thing I can probably think of is how the fuck... Sorry for the language, but how the hell do they get all of this kind of stuff and, like, transport it everywhere? Like, they're going to have carts upon carts upon carts of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree. I didn't think there was enough people in that camp to facilitate that yes. amount of luxury. Yeah, that's why I was just like, like got a nice, beautiful chair, quill, books everywhere. Like, like it's like they, but they may have also set up this camp a while ago. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. As you, you know, know it might have been a base point that they set up so that they could go to bit, to Gaelden and get Logan. Bit like Roman soldiers. Yeah, like an outpost. Yeah. So. So it's been set up previously, or or specifically for this purpose. Yeah. Yeah, and now the, the White Tower does have quite a lot of uh, resources. Yeah. Okay. Cool. No, I was just like, yeah, it's just musings of me as well, you know. No, that's but a very good point. I, I'm kind of curious because, like, every time I say something that's a, not so much of a period piece, but... Um, well, you have to think about the logistical things. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't make sense with the amount of people that are in the camp. Yeah, and, like, it does show that there are quite a few of them. They, they, there are, but there's at least of, eight sisters. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I would believe that... Well, they said they dispatched nine Aes Sedai yeah. to get Loghain. Yeah. So that's nine Aes Sedai plus their warders. Mm. And there's greens in this group. So that means... So multiple warders. Well, with the reds, that kind of drops the numbers again. So yeah. it's a bit com bit convoluted. But greens have multiple warders. They can have... I've, I think the record for warders... Four? Oh, right. Jeez. And do waters share the same connection as... I don't think so. I think it's uh, just... Separate? Between, yeah, it's between them and the Aes Sedai. Okay. No, that's cool. I, I'm not... I, I could be wrong. Yeah. I so, could be wrong. I, so, I, anyway, we're, we're, we're kind of sidewinding. No, no, no. It's, well, this is this this episode is very much focused on the Aes Sedai and, the, mm -hmm. and their waters. Yeah, exactly. And so, anyway... Um, Karine, so, yeah, we'll, we'll leave. Karine is just like... Um, you know, having a conversation with um, Stefan about, you know, Moraine and, and she's looking drained and he goes, you need and, to get some rest. And Leandrin too. Yes. Is that in this... Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. it's a, it, um, where they speak of uh, Leandrin gaining traction with the other sisters. Yeah. And then we get a mention of the Amelin. Oh. Oh, yes. Now, this was important too because during the sparring bit, mm. Stefan mentioned... That the Amelin seat was not happy with a certain Moraine Sedai. Who's Amelin? The Amelin seat is the head of Tarvalon. She is the yeah. head of the Aes Sedai. She oh is the elected dear. leader. Oh dear. <laughs> and she's not happy with Moraine. Why? I do not know. Oh, we'll find out. I'm sure. So, I, I so, just I just kind of feel fear, so, fear for Moraine now. So when when they spoke of Leandrin, 
getting gaining traction with the other sisters mm. was talking about uh, g- um, oh, oh, gentling mm. um, Loghain before they returned to the tower. Yeah. Now, that would be highly illegal. Yes. And he says that, you know, um, Corrine says, oh, even Leandrin wouldn't oppose, directly oppose the Amelin. Mm. So, that was very interesting. It was just a little bit of, um, uh, you know, a bit of an info drop there about, 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 the kind of the workings of how the Aes Sedai are actually structured. They didn't really go into it, but they gave us some hints. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, after all that... So yeah, we've, we've gone away from the Aes Sedai now. And we're with the Tinkers. Back with the Tinkers, with Perrin and Egwene. Yeah. So they're packing up and they're ready to go east. Yes, now they are going east to Tarvalon. Shocking. Seems everybody's heading east. Why is everyone going to Tarvalon? It's the centre of the continent. Oh. It's it, also the seat of power. Is there like merchants and, they and just shops and all that kind of stuff? There's there? an entire city around the White Tower. Oh, right. Okay. So Tarvalon is the entire thing. The White Tower yeah. itself is in the middle and it's all, all huge and stuff. Right. So we come back to the Tinkers and Aram, our good friend Aram, who has the very cool hair. Um, I know, I just thought it was funny because it's always in his eyes. I thought, drive me nuts. Um, but he says, we're going to Tarvalon and you guys are welcome to stay for as long as possible. But as before, long as you'd like. But before Aram kind of, um, approached him, Egwene's is like, uh, goes to parents is like, um, we're going to head off soon. No, we'll stay until one of us doesn't feel like it's safe anymore. Yeah. And then we leave, no questions asked. And Perrin is just like, oh, I don't trust them. So, and he actually says, he says as much to, to Aram in this conversation where yeah. he goes like, hey dude, like, how how did you know that we're not, like, you know, we weren't going to come... We, we, yeah, bandits. We're not going to come into your, like, caravans in the middle of the night and take you and kill all your stuff and everything. And, and he's like, dude, dude, we found you, like, wandering around the plains and, like, you had no food, you had one little knife between the two of you and you had no gold. So if you're bandits, you you shit you shit bandits. Let's be honest. Uh, so no, nah, we figure you guys probably all right. Now I did love when we come back to the Tinkers because I really like the amount of color that they used for this scene. Yeah, I love it too. We got the car- we got the caravan going. Um, we got to see all the different wagons, uh, all the and a lot of different outfits. And yeah, I really like the amount of the stupid amount of colour that they used because the tinkers are supposed to be garishly colourful. Oh, right. Like, okay. garishly colourful. Like, books, like yeah. to the point that it's like an eyesore. Right. Oh, my goodness. Right? You know, they just, they just really enjoy the finer things. Um, what? Colours? Highlighters. Highlighters! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they, um, they're, they're notorious for having bright colours. So I was really happy to see all their wagons painted ridiculously bright colours and such. I love them. I love them so much. Yeah, the Tinkers are good. So anyway, um, we go, we, 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 we actually have this awesome shot of seeing all the wagons and everything. Yeah, we got a wagon train. Yeah, and you can just see all the like, different kinds of wagons and like some of them I can and see the... like 
from different movies and similar to some of the different movies. Like the, that one kind of remind like the They're, rounded one. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that Stardust. Oh yeah, Stardust. Yeah. Oh, that wagon. Yeah. Yeah, the wagon yeah. that um Charlie uh, Charlie Cox and um, what's that? water uh, mag or whatever. Yeah. Oh, uh, Ditchwater Cell. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, Ditchwater Cell drove a, a wagon like that in Stardust, and it, oh, guys, sorry, like little uh, side note here. If you haven't seen Stardust, it's really fun, yeah, and it, it has probably one of the greatest cameos, uh, by a the great Robert De Niro as a, as a sky pirate. So. Give it a go. It's fun. It's uh, really fun. Anyway, back to Wheel of Time. Back to Wheel of Time. <laughs> We've, we're, we're leaving the Tinkers now that we've uh, discussed the Tinkers. Uh, did, now, did, we haven't had that conversation. So we, uh, now we've we switched over and we're going to change tunes again. And we're going to go to Matt and Rand and Tom. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm just... Uh... So we, we get... These guys are so suspicious of everyone. Yeah. I... Ah, did I not? Did I not say that Rand and Matt are going to have a paranoia contest from this point on? No, like, you have not told me this. I, I think I said it in Shadala Goth, and I said now, now begins the contest of who is the more paranoid, Matt or Rand. <laughs> so anyway, um, so Matt, um, kind of, oh it's no, it's Rand. He's just like, how do you trust this guy? Yeah, like last time I saw this dude, he was robbing us. Yeah, yeah. So we said this in the last one, in, the, in our last episode, yeah. that like Rand hadn't actually spent any time with Tom. No, and but... so he's like, goes to Matt, and he's like, "What the hell, dude? Why are we doing this?" And he's like, "Oh no, no, we sorted that out." <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're cool, we're cool, we're cool. He literally, he literally looked Rand in the eye and said, "We cool." <laughs> like he did not explain it at all. No, and like Matt's just like, oh sorry, Rance is the same. Yeah, uh, right. Okay, right. Well, if Matt says it's all right, I guess it's probably all yeah. right. So and, and then and then um, Thomas is just like, oh for God's sake, you know, he he just keeps going. He just kept going because yeah. they they just stopped for a minute, but yeah. So anyway, but Matt then <sighs> Matt then says the very important question. Oh, who will be the Dragon Reborn? When Dana was talking to them and monologuing before she inevitably died during her monologue, because mm. that's what happens to villains. Oh yeah, of course. She said five, five uh, Dragon Reborn. One of one of you five. Yeah. So at the moment, all we know it could be either of these four people. So Matt, Perrin, Egwene, and Rand. Yes. So we don't know who it is. So and with a fifth person now fl- thrown in the soup. Yeah, the fifth person is uh, a big old question mark. So we don't know who the hell it is. No, we do not. Um. So anyway, Matt's is like, well, who else could it be? And they like kind of look at each other and they're like, ah, mm. uh, yeah. But then what happened? The scene cuts. New scene. We go immediately from that. Who else could it be? To the a hundred percent best Log- boy, Logan. Logan. I feel sorry for Logan. And Logan is like I said in his cage, looking every bit a king. Like peaceful, so peaceful. He he's not being peaceful. He's waiting to strike. So anyway, 
Oh, this is when they have the conversation about the doll. Oh, so this is where. So now, then we then we go back to Moran. We nick back to to uh, Logan, and he is mm-hmm. still being shielded by Moran mm-hmm. and Alana. Yeah. And then Alana launches into her little like detail thing. Inquis- Inquisition, and that was <laughs> so. We've already covered that, really. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'll move on from there. Uh, and after our little scene. We go, I think we go back to um, Nynaeve, is that right? We hit up Nynaeve. Yeah, I think so, yeah. So she does, oh, oh Leandrin. Leandrin. Leandrin gets a serve, like, straight off the bat from Nynaeve, too. <laughs> she's, like, um, so she's just like, um, she goes, hi, blah, 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 and Nynaeve's like, like, I don't care. She doesn't even get her name right, right? No. No, she goes. I haven't been able to place your accent. Nene, yeah, I haven't been able to place your accent. She's like, because I haven't spoken to you. Like, <laughs> like, clip back of the century, like, well done. Just like, come on, <laughs> if you want to speak to me, you got to come a bit better prepared. Yeah, because she goes, I like your braid. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, as soon as I saw her coming up to Nineve, I'm just like, oh, this is bad news. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, in true naive form, she then, like, demands answers for questions that she will only answer if she wants to. Mm-hmm. So, she's really got this, like... She's got negotiating down pat, I feel, like, at this point. Like, she hasn't really lost yet. No, she hasn't. Like, you know, she negotiated a knife away from a trollic. She's negotiated Lan into doing what she wanted, and then, kind of, she lost out on that because they went in the wrong direction. But... Yeah. But she got the negotiation part down, like she's yes, yes. But um, so she wanted to find information about um Moraine, right? Yeah, well, she wants yeah. to know who the hell she is and what she's doing. Yeah, well, that's it. And I think the worst person that she could ask would be Alana. Oh, uh, Leandrin. Oh, Leandrin. Well, she's a very headstrong red. Oh, she's a very headstrong and strong woman. And no, she's that's confident sure. that she's doing the right things too. Like, yeah, you know, you yeah. Gotta, you got to be afraid of people like that. Like mm. anyone that's so confident in their own abilities, mm. like in and like in their own righteousness, you're like, okay, buddy, you may maybe need to take the foot off the pedal there a little bit, you know? Yeah, and then Land kind of intrudes. He fully <laughs> intruded. He just rolled in. He's like, sup, Leandrin? Mind if I join you? And she's like, Ugh, a man. Uh, I, I'm gonna head off. Yeah. <laughs> fine whatever i don't care yeah but then i also like that immediately after she left what did donate say to land again she just goes oh yeah she walked away literally like she would have still been within earshot here when she said this for sure oh right okay that uh, that woman's a snake yes that's right i think do you reckon donate has a really good um eye for people who are she she's got like a bullshit meter that that goes off pretty quickly. Oh, like, so she's pretty good with bullshit. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure like uh, she beat the shit out of Matt like on a regular basis <laughs> because oh, yeah. he just lied about everything all the time when he was pulling pranks and stuff. So you know what? I kind of can see that. Yeah, in the books, I'm st- I am a bit disappointed that her her stick was not involved. So her stick was it was a detailed stick. It was like thin one end and heavy the other. So she could either hit you fast or hard, <laughs> depending on what she felt like doing on the day. Oh, Jesus. 
So, you know, she was always... Now, I want to be make this very clear. Nynaeve was always an aggressive woman. <laughs> so, oh, right. So, this standoffish attitude's kind of like... Oh, 100%. She oh. was... So, she's got her back up against the wall all the time because everyone said, and this was... They would never say it to her face, but they always spoke about it, was that she was too, too young to be a wisdom. You know, oh, she's too young. Oh, you know, this, that. And she was like, bitch, I've been doing this for years, all right? I know what I'm up to. And so she had always had this like defensive attitude because she felt like she needed to prove her competency to everybody. Oh yeah, okay, I get that. So no, I, that kind of brings a bit of shed some light on Nynaeve with me as well. Like I have so much admiration for her. I love the way she goes around her business. Like I just, yeah. I just, I, I mean, I would hate. I mean, I want to be totally honest here. I'd hate to have to deal with her. Like if yeah. I had one interaction she, with her. She, I would walk away from that interaction and be like... She kind of reminds me of Toph. Uh, Toph Bayfong? Yeah. Ah, the greatest earthbender of all time. I, I She kind of reminds me of Toph with a standoffish attitude. Yeah, I feel like Toph had a bit more um, bit more of a funny bone than... Yeah, 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 than, of course. Uh, ...than Nynaeve does. Nynaeve takes but herself very seriously. Very similar, aren't they? Yeah, sort of. kind of yes and no. They had they have to prove themselves over and over yeah. and over again because people. I think, I think that part. People yeah. constantly underestimate them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Land rolls in, interrupts the conversation, and just basically, Leandrin's like, "Come out!" And then we get her, and Lan Lan says, "You're uh, you're welcome at our fires." Oh, because oh, uh, 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 I can't forget Leandrin. It's a weird name. Yeah, Leandrin's is like. You're welcome to our tent if you don't want to eat cold chicken. Yeah, and also she only she did say as well. Uh, our tent is open to all women. I'd miss that women part. She didn't say anything about the men. She does. She not like men at all. Reds don't do men. Oh, okay. Reds don't do waters or anything either. I don't think. Oh right. Yeah. Okay, that makes it very interesting. I guess a lot of reds choose red because they don't like men. Do you reckon the reason why they're so angry is because they don't get much action, or? Oh, they get enough in the White Tower. They don't need ah, it. Okay. Um, I always had a theory that the majority of Reds were probably swung that way anyway, because the other others mostly had waters. Oh yeah. Okay. But anywho, that was just my own personal hate canon on the matter. Yeah. Well, <coughs> it's it's not canon. For and, sure. and and like of course I'm not. I do not mistake that sentence. I do not think that. People who do not like men naturally hate men. No, 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 no. So some, some women just prefer the company of women. Yeah, I don't want to phrase this poorly. Like, no, no, and we're not... Look, honestly, we're a, fr- we're a friendly... Yeah, LGBTI plus uh, yeah. friendly podcast here, guys. Yeah. So, like... If we, if, we, look, if, we, if we say something wrong, please let us know. Yeah, and um, I, I will try. I, I'm and normally, we'll try to do better. I, I always try... But I do make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We all we make are, mistakes. We so. are human. Yeah, I will say the wrong thing at some time, and I apologise the, for the, that occurring in the future. Yeah. So anyway, Len uh, trips. Uh, you know, breaks up the little party there. Yeah. Offers offers to to Nynaeve, You can come and uh, sit with us. Sit with by our fire. You know, as long as you don't shove someone into it. <laughs> I love that comment. That's my favorite comment from Len so far. Yeah, he's had he had a couple he's had a couple of good moments this episode, singers, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. You know when he whacked the uh, um, Stepan when when Stepan got distracted oh. because his 
uh, because Kareem walked back yeah. and he just kind of whacked him in the belly a little bit. And he was like, ah, oh, you cheeky bastard. You know? yeah, so, ah! He's like, that was a, che- that was a cheap, cheap trick. Cheap. So cheap. Yeah. So, so, so anyway, um, they have, have a lovely conversation. We will go back to Rand and... Yeah, we'll go back to Rand and Matt a little yeah. bit later because I want to hit that all in one bang. Okay. Right, from, from kind of where we are now... Uh, I want to hit these their, their next few scenes in, in yep. one hit because yep. I feel like that's a really big sequence. So, so we'll, let's smack out a bit of a Perrin and um, Egwene foist. Yeah, yeah. So we do we do a quick little drop back to the Tinkers. Yeah. And we're still on our little walkie walk. Yes. And we are now. I did. I actually went into this in the last uh, podcast, our, our last episode about the way of the leaf. So we got a very clear explanation of the way of the leaf. Yes, I'm so that. glad. I'm so glad. It gave me... Uh, do you know what? I, as much as I'm not a passive person, I could totally get around the way of the leaf. As a, as an ideology, it's, it's brilliant. Mm, mm. But, I mean, it's, it's very self-destructive as well. Yes. Like, there's no sense of um, self-preservation in the way of the leaf. No, it's pretty much like, oh, this is the way it is, so I'm just going to go die. Well, I mean, it's not quite that clear cut. I mean, like, like she, they, 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 they avoid violence as much as possible, and they, 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 they hate any kind of violence, mm. and they hate they, they think violence is so bad that they even feel pity for the person committing the violence. Mm. That they're like, you know, if only you had a better way to go about that. You know, yeah. if only, if only, you know, so. Yeah. Um, for them, the best thing they can do in a violent situation is to remove themselves from that situation. Yeah. So they run. Yeah. Basically, they run. They're not cowards. No. They're not but cowards, it's, but it's, their, their ideology they're, is. It's like their religion. Their belief. They're, but it's, it's a strictly a belief. I wouldn't call it a religion. I feel like everybody in this uh, world has the same religion. Yeah. And they just support differing in, parties. In, interpret differently. Definitely interpret it slightly differently, mm. but the wheel is the religion. Yeah. Because the creator is the one that made the wheel, so... Right, okay. Yeah. Um, and that creator is Robert Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, when, he, when they say the creator, they're definitely talking about uh, uh, Robert Jordan. Yeah, so. of course, of course. Um, so, they're talking about the whole, so, um... So, yeah, we did the way of the leaf, and so the way of, that was, that was informative. Illa, um, kind of struck a chord with Perrin, though. She definitely hit the head. She, she, she basically pried, and like I said, these guys, these guys are good at, um... Convincing, well, that they they basically try to convince people to be a part of to follow the way of the leaf. Yep, yep. And um, so she's done this before, mm. right? She's she's a Jehovah's Witness, you know. Uh, you know, not 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 Jehovah's Witness. Who are the ones that knock on the door? Jehovah's. Is it the Jehovah's? Yeah. The ones that come to your house and knock on the door, and they're like, "We'd like to talk to you about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ," and you're like. I have, like, vacuuming to do or, like, something. Just give me your pamphlets. Yeah, give me your pamphlets and, um, look, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm just going to recycle them. Uh, yeah. So, these guys are effectively, they're, they're missionaries while living the life. Yeah, yeah. So, she's done the spiel before, so she, and she, she kind of digs a little bit until she finds what she's looking for, which is mm, the axe. The axe, yeah. 
And so Perrin kind of reacts to her um, saying, have you used you know, a sword or a yeah. hammer or an axe? And Perrin kind of sort of freezes up. Yeah, well, she, she kind of notices the, that, that little moment that he has. Yeah, weakness. And then she just goes, well, Answers. Yeah, well, well ha, ha, has your life been better or worse? Yeah. Since yeah. you since you picked up the axe or that that axe because she zoned in on what it was, mm. um, has your life been better or worse? And Perrin pretty sure we can we can see for that uh, it's not been good. <laughs> no, and and Edwin's is like looking at Perrin going, I actually feel sorry for him a little. Well, but yeah, she's concerned about her friends. Yeah, and they've. You know, she's already done the it's not your fault thing. Like yeah, yeah. They've, they've tried to, to go through it and um, she knows that he's really struggling. So she's worried about mm-hmm. her friend. Yeah, and I, I like... Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, I think Egwene's just a sweet human. I, I, I'm... I'm s- <sighs> it's going to be a very long journey, this, this series. And mm. Mm. I... I I fear for the day when we we sit here again and we go, ladies and gentlemen, all their innocence is now gone. They have reached full real-world maturity. There uh, there is no secrets left for them. Oh, no. I'm not looking forward to that. Look, it'll happen one day, maybe, if we're very lucky and this series runs its full course. Eight seasons, right? Well, like I said... Speculated, speculated yeah. eight seasons. So, yeah. I I hope that honestly, if you go, if we go by like say what the books, I hope that it does this does it justice. So far, I'm like I'm still enjoying season one. So, so uh, far, so good. Yeah, this. I I can't wait until we do a podcast and you're like I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there'll there'll be a moment where I get a bit cranky about something. Yeah, yeah, but uh. We uh so we, we we hang out with the tinkers and they they kind of set up camp for the night. Yeah. And uh, party time, ladies and gentlemen, party time! There's singing, there's dancing, there's fires. Everyone's having a good time. And a- then Aram's trying to pull the moves on Egwin. Now Aram's doing some peacocking. Oh yeah. Like now that's some that's some top level peacocking. He's like fully pulling out all the dance moves. Yeah. Uh, he's he's getting it on. He's trying to. He's getting. <laughs> Doing a bit of shimmy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really putting it all on the table. And poor poor Egwene, she's just like, I don't want to dance like that, and I just want to have fun and just be around cool people. Meanwhile, Perrin's looking to hammer something. He was hammering the wheel back on. Yeah, he did. He, he threw himself into his work. Yeah. Now this is a very very Perrin thing to do. When oh, Perrin okay. when Perrin has troubles or anything he can he struggles to find wrap his head around he gains he gains um what's that word um hyper focus on yeah he, else. he focuses on on his smithing yeah or and, working with his hands yeah so he focuses on on the job so yeah. even if it's something as simple as a horseshoe yeah it's it's the work yeah it's that that and i i I completely understand that these days. Mm, um, mm. I think on my first read through, I was like, "What kind of psycho killer f- goes to work when they have a problem?" <laughs> you know. And now but, I'm like, "Oh no, that actually makes a lot of sense now." You know. Because when you think about it, when you throw something, when you throw yourself in 
say your work and stuff like that, um, it t- it takes you to a different place. Uh, you're not I've... thinking about it, you're not mulling about. Or on the other hand, it's like I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to work through this and try and comprehend solution. Yeah, and even just that, like, if you're doing something that you've done by rope for such a long time, it allows your mind to wander as well. Yeah, yeah. So you can come up with a solution to something, even if you're not thinking about it. I've always, I've always found that throwing myself into my work, in the like, like I said, since my first read through of these books, this really resonates with me a lot more because I've had more life experience. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've had family members pass away, and that that has been. Um, once or twice, unfortunately, that's had to be my escape was to go to work and mm. do like a fourteen-hour day and just get stuck into it and really go home and be so tired that you don't want to think. And so, anyway, Perrin and Ila kind of sit down and have a, dis- a chat. Yeah, yeah, she's not quite done with the pitch yet. No, so she uses her daughter being. Well, she tells her story. story. Yeah, why she she has gone with the whole passive yeah her reasons for for following the way of belief yeah yeah and this isn't everybody's reasons this is her personal reasons yeah and the fact was that her daughter was hunted and she was killed by by doing like gathering and stuff like that by just yeah she was out grabbing berries or something and someone found her and killed her for fun yeah and so, when Isla kind of said, um, you know, I did not hit back. I just, I pitied them. Was she, um, she wanted vengeance. And the best vengeance that she could think of was peace. Yeah. What better way to combat violence than peace? Hmm. Because I'm guessing they would have been expecting a um, a kind of hit back, maybe. I don't know. Probably not. When you kill a tinker, you pro- you do it because it's fun. Something because the people won't come after you. That's disgusting. So the people that did this were were terrible, terrible people. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> uh, and the way she talks about why. Why she does the things she way the way she does is because of their belief and the way this world works is that the wheel will spit out when you die your soul goes back into the picking pool mm-hmm. and then eventually it gets spat back out. Kind of like that whole idea feels. So it's 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 a solid reincarnation story, like basically yeah. is, is yeah. where where we're at. So so she's saying that the reason I do this is because one day. My daughter's soul will be spun back out and I want her to live the life that she should have lived with me. Happiness. Joy. Yeah. All those things. And that's really nice. And that's a really sweet sentiment. Mm. So anyway, parents are sitting there kind of looking at the stars with Isla and kind of contemplating on, you know, the... Yeah, then we, then we get then we get Aram and uh, Egwene have a little chat immediately after this as well. Yeah, and Aram's just like, so who's got your heart? He, yeah, he's he's like, I okay, well, I've obviously pulled out every trick in the book and she's not interested, so clearly she's in love with somebody else. Yeah, and that's fine. Like, And she doesn't really say, does she? But he, he, he says, uh, you know, did you lose him? And she's like, oh, yeah, but, like, you know, 
he's not. So she says no. She says no. She's like, she, you know, he's around, you know. Yeah, and she would know. I would know. Yeah, that was yeah. an interesting sentence. Yeah, I'm kind of like, what kind of connection is that there? You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, like I would know is a. I mean, I think it's just a. I think it might just be a sentimental thing. Yeah. Like I don't actually think I think we. There's no water or. Nah, I, no. we might just be yeah. going a bit too deep into this. I think it might yeah. just be a straight up like, oh, you know, I would know. Yeah. You know the feeling. I would get that feeling, and I would know. You know. Yeah. So anyway, we we kind of like go uh, from. So that's that's pretty much it for the tinkers. No. Yes, yeah, it it for the tinkers and Perrin and uh, and Perrin and Egwene. So that's that's pretty much the end of them. So anyway, we go back to Nynaeve and um, with the other waters, they're sitting around the fire, having a really good time. Uh, yeah, the, the campfire. And, yeah. So um, everyone's sitting around. You can see like a couple of waters sitting with each other. Um, they're having drinks. They're sitting around the fire. And it looks like they're having a great time. And honestly, um, I think Nynaeve was like... Um, so you guys serve them. So and I'm, I, I guess uh, I'm not sure. So yeah, she asks them like, um, you know, she says, well, you know, you guys, you guys work for these chicks. Like, what's that all about? Mm. And basically, they like, uh, Sedai translates to servants of all. Mm. And so they are the ones that serve the world. So they 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 were basically like the public servants of this world. They mm. they they sat in a position of power, but used it in the best way possible. Yeah, and that was to advance society. Mm. So the Age of Legends, which is the uh, what they called the the age uh, that was immediately before the breaking. Mm. So 3,000 years ago, male and female Aes Sedai worked together to create wonders. Mm. They could do all kinds of cool stuff. And then when the breaking happened, that all kind of got lost. Mm. So these guys, they know some of the history. I mean, everyone knows, everyone at almost Waters and Aes Sedai have been taught this history throughout yeah. their youth. So these guys kind of know what it's all about. Yeah. But it is nice to just see them hanging out and having a good old time. And the fact that some of the waters are kind of used as partners as well. Like with Alana and her two partners. Um, Alana has two waters. Yes. And that's really cool. Because Alana likes the D. Alright, calm down. No, um, I'm just oh, the ice die are frisky, mm. and and sleeping with your waters is common practice. Oh well, I wouldn't say it's uncommon, but but not that common enough. Look, I don't, I'm not really a hundred percent on, huh. but there are some you know that are strictly strictly platonic, and there are some that they they get down. Yeah. So anyway, um, they're, they're all having a bit of a chat around the fire about I guess their bond with their own uh Aes Sedai and not Moraine um oh, Nynaeve is kind of working out how it kind of works mm. I guess 
But the dynamics, the different dynamics. And she's really starting to soften up towards these these waters. Mm, mm. Because they... they look, a water is 100% committed to their isodai. Yeah. Like, you, you will never find a water who will work against the interests of his isodai. Mm. There so, wouldn't be a water in the first place. Probably not. So... Yeah. She she really she starts to warm up to them a bit, and then they yeah. all kind of peel off one by one and head to bed. Yeah, because yeah. Well, yeah, the greens, you know what they're up for. Yeah. Yeah, Alana even says, like in the conversation before, when um, Maureen and her were having a little, little chat about the dog, mm. and she says, you know, you're you are quite shrewd though. You know, you could have been a blue. And she's like, oh, no. The green. Could have been a green. No, no, you could have been a blue. Maureen said. Oh, right, right. Yep, And she said to Alana, you could have been a blue. And Alana goes, oh, no. One water's not nearly enough. (laughs) Oh, yeah, she did too. So, anyway, they're all peeling off. And Lan goes to Maureen. And we have a little chitty chat. Heart to heart. Yeah. Well, not so much heart to heart. But um, it's pretty much... Do you know if this guy's actually the Dragon Reborn? Essentially. Yeah, like, what if... What if this guy is the Dragon Reborn? And Lan, and Lan says, you know, he's ten years too old. Mm. Mm. Age is important. Oh, is it? Yes. So, I would say that ten years too old means that he is not. definitely not that. So, now we've just struck, struck number five off the list. Well, I... Maybe. So, so anyway, they're having a bit of a chat, and um, yeah, Lan, Lan, and Lan and Moraine have their little powwow about whose fault it was that they lost all the kids. Yeah, and they're like, "Well, we'll find them eventually." <laughs> so um, that kind of ends that kind of little arcy at the moment. Mm. Let's go back to Rain and Matt. Sorry. Right. Oh God. We're gonna. This we, clusterfuck. We, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna really dig into the clusterfuck that is Random Matt and Tom uh, at the Grinwell Farm is uh, what I believe this farm is. Mm. I could be wrong. I haven't actually checked the bonus notes on this one, um, but the the it, I would imagine it was the Grinwells. Uh, mm. So Rand, Matt, and Tom find themselves near a farm. Where they immediately go, right, best thing we can do here is hide out in the forest, mm-hmm. wait until night time, wait until they all go to bed, then we jump in the barn, catch some Z's, and then in the morning we get up before sunrise, we get the, <coughs> the fuck out of here, and no one's the wiser, right? Perfect. Great plan. But, Mr. Um, it is Grinwell, it is the Grinwell farm, yes. Mr. Grinwell kind of hears the conversation and has a bow. Well, yeah, I feel like, you know, he knew they were coming because he, uh, he was behind them. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Idiots. Can I just say something? Idiots. Idiots. Like, <laughs> this is going to be a common theme. These guys are, <laughs> like, especially early on because they are dumb as dog shit. Like, they don't know anything. Like, you think about it so far, right? They've been robbed, imprisoned, <laughs> you know, how many... And we're only three episodes in. Do you know what? 
I think the only reason why Perrin is surviving really well is because of uh, Egway. No, they're surviving really well because they ran into... Wait, so... Blah, 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 blah. Let me rephrase that. They're not surviving really well. They ran into an endless plane with no food or water or oh, weaponry. Yeah. Okay, okay. And then they got chased by wolves for days. Yeah, but the wolves had a higher purpose. They didn't know that. <laughs> so, so, Perrin and Negrena are just surviving. They are okay. just surviving. Okay. These guys at least have had some hot food and somewhere to sleep. Well, at least, um, you know, when Nynaeve the... is kind of... Nynaeve's having a great time. Well, she got tied up. Well, up until kind of, no, and you know, let's let's rephrase. Nynaeve is not, she got dragged by the hair by a trollic. Okay, okay, okay. They're not having a great time. All of them are not having a great time. I think it's very clear at this point that these kids are not having a great time. They're not having a great time. No, hard no. So anyway, back to the Grimwell farm because <laughs> because oh we need to talk about the Grimwell farm. Oh god, yeah. So we go in and uh, Mr. Grimwell. Uh, whose name I don't think he has a first name actually. Master Grinwell, I think it was. Who's anyway, Scott? Master Grinwell, because um, that's what he called him in books. Uh, basically, they say, "All right, we was just gonna leave if if you let us," and he's like, "No, nah, you guys will double back, and I'm going to shoot you now." And then, and Rand's like, right. Rand's just like, "You're not gonna, you're not gonna shoot." He he's like, "Honesty is the best policy here, right?" Yeah. So I'll tell you what we're doing. And he tells him the, the barn plan. And then notices how he's holding his and bow. He, and he says, you know, you, you wouldn't, you don't want to shoot me either because I can see that you haven't notched the arrow properly. Mm. So. And he's like, oh, well. He's like, I don't know. All right. Okay. Well, yeah, he goes, you know, hey, well, what do you guys think? And he's got, he's got the wife and the kid with a bow and arrow on the other side ready to shoot as well. Yeah. That's a well-prepared farm. Well-prepared. Yeah. So, uh. They figured they had it covered. So anyway, they're like, "Oh well." Well, well you got to mu- you got to muck out the stables if you want to sleep in them, right? Yeah. So anyway, Perrin, oh, not Perrin, no. uh, Rand and Matt start mucking out stables. Tom's just sitting there having a drink. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Greenman has to stay hydrated before a performance, I believe, is something. And uh, what is it? Uh, I'm just eye rolling right now. Yeah, right. It's just the biggest, like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, um, and then Matt kind of goes, oh, I'm going to go. Not really really feeling well, is he? He's kind of feeling a bit bit green around the gills. A bit green around the gills. So, anyway, he goes out and kind of throws up. Has a quick vom. And the vom is kind of like the. the stuff that uh, kind of just deteriorated everything from um, the dead place. Oh, from the dead city? Yeah. From Shadar Lagoth. Yeah. So you think it's that? But, but then the fact that it went back into his mouth kind of got me thinking. Because it crawled, some of it what crawled me, back into his tell, mouth. Tell me what you're thinking. I want to know. Um, <laughs> either he has a spirit in him. Okay. Or he's got part of the dark one in him because of the dagger. All right. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because this is this is one of those. We're now we we're now at a point where I think all of our five are going to start getting some upgrades. 
Yeah, I can always. And we've got to figure see, out what those upgrades are. I, I can see Rand is, has a bit more stamina and strength, at least. Yeah, well, he d he did take out that door. Yeah, but um, so we we're, we're just starting to see each each of them is starting to get a little. We've had Egwene's fire. Yeah. We've had the wolves with Perrin. Yeah. We've now had Matt with the creepy black stuff coming out of his mouth. That's not exactly a good power either. I didn't say it was a good. I didn't. I didn't say any of these are good powers. I'm just saying that oh, this, no. is, this is just. <laughs> We've had Rand. Rand has kind of just been Rand. Yeah. I'm I was to say he did get the dream sequence in this one, so we'll go into that in a minute. Because the the only reason why I mentioned about the whole um, stamina thing is. He chopped all that wood by himself. It was a lot of wood. That he did. Um, also... Well, he's a farm boy. True. But... There's a lot of wood. I'm just saying. Yeah, alright, alright. Uh, okay, so, so so we're going to give Rand a, a stamina boost. Matt's got a, a cool dagger. Um... That's making him sick and then it oh, crawling right. it back in his body. So, or, or potentially a spirit, or potentially, uh, what did you say? The, yeah, the, the the one power dagger thing. Oh, the the the, uh, the stuff that d deteriorated the. For, so something from that city is yeah. what you say, right? Okay. Yeah. Then Perrin, possessing him. Then Perrin's got the wolf thing that we don't know yeah. what the hell's going on. Nine, he's got like power, sort of. We'll get to that. And um, Egwene has the power as well. So, oh, I've got Egwene Nynaeve power mixed up. Right. So, anyway. We go into the barn and they muck out the stables. Matt comes outside. He throws up. Mm. And then he turns around and... There's a little girl. The There is a daughter of the farmers. And she's like, here, have some bread. Yeah, mum said to give you some bread. And not to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> But Matt has a quick little conversation with her, and it's talks about his sisters. It's really nice to see Matt again, yeah, uh, being sweet, yeah. And he really reverted back to that like very nurturing type person, yeah. Um, and he was quite, you know, quite nice. It was really cool to see, yeah. And um, then seeing that, and um, um, they go to sleep. So they go to, they go to. They're about. To, uh, they don't go straight to sleep, but no. But Rand Tom. and Tom have a conversation. That's right. I totally forgot about that. And this conversation answered a question that you asked me, uh, pretty recently, like just before we watched the episode. Oh right. Okay. You asked me why. What is Tom? What's his story? What's his kind yeah, of go? Yeah. Right. Because I. To be honest, I didn't see why why he would hang out with these two if he's not going to benefit from it. Right. That's how I saw it. So what's his what what what's his geek? What's he what's he after? Yeah, yeah. So, but it's a personal thing. Uh, his nephew, his nephew was possessed with the one. So no power. no you don't get possessed with the one power. No, he was he, he was had born the... with the ability to channel. Yes. And he was sent mad. He eventually went mad, yes. Yeah. He And this is not 100% what happened. Right. No, sorry, let me, let, me, let me rephrase. He didn't go mad. Right. He could use the power, but he hadn't gone mad yet. Right. It, but it was 
building. And then, or, and then he got found by, by the Sedai and and they got were, gentiled. They were Reds too. Yeah, he got gentiled. Gent gentled. Gentled. I think it's gentled. I think it's gentled. Yeah, because gentile is a like to gentle someone is the the yeah. verb and, adverb. And Gentile is a term used with the Jewish community. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Anywho. Um, Sorry, guys. <laughs> random moment. Uh, so anyway, we're back into the thing, and Tom's telling Rand about his nephew, Owen. Owen. Which now, I believe, now, I'm not 100% on this, but I believe it is spelled O-W-Y-N. Uh, <laughs> I-, I was thinking that Owen. <coughs> Owen. Owen. So Owen is Tom's nephew... He was a wielder of Sidon, uh, so he had the ability to use the male source of power. Uh, he threw a rock at somebody without using his hands and kind of gave up the gig. Now, Tom is telling Rand this for the basically because he thinks that Matt is giving all of the signs of. A ma- of a male user of the one power. Mm. And Rand says, well, why? why? No, 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 Matt's smart. He would tell me. And Tom says, well, you know, mm. I loved my nephew. He was yeah. smart too. Yeah. And yet, even after I told him all the stories and everything to do with it, he still didn't tell me. So, but the, it the, is the, very... the end of Tom's story was kind of like, after he got gentled, um, he just sat at the dinner table one night and yawned and slit his throat. Because gentle is brutal. A a comparative term. The reason it's called to gentle is because once they can no longer touch the power, they can't kill everybody around them. They can kill themselves, but they won't have the abilities to, for example, raise a mountain from a small town and destroy that entire town or create a cyclone of fire and air. Yeah. So these, the term is comparative. Compared to what could happen, it is actually accurate. Yeah. No less horrifying though that they that touching the true source is is a joy. Mm. It enhances every sense. Mm. It enhances everything, sight, hearing, feelings, everything. So when they, someone who can touch the source gets cut off, it's like it's like a heroin junkie being made to go cold turkey in three seconds. Like you know, yeah. that's it, bang, go. It it will have a side effect, and yeah. that side effect is they lose Death. the will to live. It's, hor- it's terrible, but it's worse than the alternative. Sorry, it's better than the alternative, which is to let men go crazy and destroy the world. Yeah. It's pretty much sort of self-preservation for everyone else. Mm. Yeah. The, the, the bigger picture. Yeah. It's, it's definitely for the greater good. The greater good. The greater good. Um, Sean, no, not Sean. Um, Hot Fuzz reference. Hot fuzz, yeah. uh, so, then we have a little Rand and Matt going to sleep in the stables. And Rand's is like, hey, mate, 
with I'm you to the end of the line, buddy, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I'm in this voice. And anyway, Blows Matt's out the candle. Just like, Meh. Yeah, Matt's just like, you know, I'm, I am, uh, we're not doing this now. And so Vance is like, alright. Blows candle out. Dream uh, sequence. Dream sequence. Straight into the dream sequence. Yeah. Which we have. Now, this is a little weird. Um, to, okay, I want to I want to hear you. I want to hear your thoughts on this because I I hadn't really. I'm still not entirely sure what I'm looking at here. Like, um, I think it's playing on his biggest fears. I. I'm not certain whether now this is this is something I'm really interested in, is whether they are all in this dream sequence or if this spe- is specifically a rand one. With um, with uh, conjurings, or whether they're all each in this dream, I'm not certain. I don't want to talk about that anymore because big spoilery moment there. Mm, mm, mm. So, but what we are looking at is we've got. I he's, mean, he's, what's he's walking through? Ran, Ran, Rand's kind of walking around. around. Yeah, and he. I don't know where he's walking though. Seems, it doesn't. I, I didn't recognize. I don't. Yeah, he's so he's, yeah. Perrin's in there and he's hammering away at something, right? And then he sees Matt. Who's walking around with blood on his hands. And like, so dazed. He's like, like, Matt. And Matt's not responding to him. And then... What was was Perrin hammering? Do you know? Do you remember? Uh, No, I don't, actually. Um, Oh, was it Layla? Was it Layla? Was he hammering away at her body? Was that... uh, Look, guys, I'm not 100% right now, so... Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not 100%. Look, I'm just going to I'm just going to guess. I am going to guess that he's hammering away at Layla's body. Because maybe he's trying to fix it? Ooh, yeah. Good point. Look, I'm just I'm just spitballing here. Um so we've got we've got Perrin hammer hammering away and yeah. then we've got Matt walking in a daze with blood on his hands. Yeah. And then we have um, Egwene, and she's like Matt. She, no, no, she's she's Matt. Yelling, Rand. She she yells Rand or something, but like she's in this really framed kind of the way she's framed in the scene is yeah. really clear cut. Mm. I think it's because um, she's trying to wake him up. No, because then the the the, the guy. Um, with the eyes, Ember eyes, oh. grabs her from behind and then screams in Rand's face. Yeah, that's right. So he grabs her from behind and he kind of puts his hand over her mouth and I don't know whether there's any significance to that, but he puts his hand over her mouth and he kind of does a, another jump scare to Rand this time. Mm. And Rand wakes up straight away. Bang! Yeah. And he's got Tom, is shaking him. And he's like, dude, dude, you got to wake up, man. It's okay, I got you. And he's trying to comfort him. Yeah. But then... He notices that Matt's not there. Matt's not there. Where the fuck did Matt go? And this part kind of creeps me out. But you're like, oh... I fucking loved this scene. I fucking loved this scene. So we go into the farmhouse and there are bodies missing everywhere. They're all dead. The whole the Grinwell family. Unfortunately, you guys, Grinwell family, you got done dirty. Bad luck, guys. 
Oh, the book says that they were alive? Well, you know, they had a teenage daughter who definitely tried to fuck Matt and Rand. Uh, oh. But she then went on to become a novice at the White Tower. Right. And she didn't make it, so she went back home to her little farmhouse. Okay. But the Grinwells were, yes, they are um, featured in the book, and they did, a, they did a lot better than they did in the TV series. Fair enough. Because now they're dead. D-E-D. Dead. Dead. So, um, anyway. Now. Matt. Did you think it was Matt? No. You didn't think it was Matt? I think he's possessed. Oh, you think, so, but you think Matt did the killing? Matt was the, okay, so. Matt's body did the killing? Matt's body did the killing, but not the mind. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Like someone possessed. Okay. Because when he throws up, it goes back into his mouth, right? It does, yeah. So, I'm thinking he, his body is just a vessel for something evil. And it's controlled by that dagger. Alright. That's how I how I say it. Okay. Um, so, anyway, they come in. Matt's looking up at the roof part. Like, really dopey-like, too. Like, he yeah, was... Nerd. Yeah, he was very much, like you said, it's like the, you know, some, you know, lights are on, but no one's home. Yeah, exactly. And next thing we know, uh, there is a... What are they called? Pick a name. Fade, half and Fade. A fade. Fade's okay. an easier... Yeah. Eyeless or Fade are the easier options. Yeah, and Fade, like, screams, and he goes... I well, Matt goes, I know you're there. Yeah, now... Ah! <laughs> that gives me the creeps. Okay. How about this, then? What if the Fade was hiding from Matt? Ooh. Okay. Okay. Okay, I see you. <laughs> um, I see you. And then the Fade... Goes, and then the fade kind of comes out of the darkness yeah. and goes like, all right, I've been found. Yeah. Why would a fade hide? Because he's possessed by the stuff that's in the fucking Al Shador. Shadal the Goth. Shadal the Goth. Because they're scared of that, so are the Trollocs. So he's possessed by that stuff. That he threw up and went back in his mouth. Hmm. Interesting theory. Because that's the power of Shadar. Shadar Lagoth. Lagoth, yes, that's the one. Right? Right. Because they're afraid of the power that's within it. So he's got the power within him, but via the dagger. You might be right. You might be wrong. I'm not giving away. Dang it. (laughs) You know know what? You know what, though? Ten points for theory. I really like that one. Um, Yay! So anyway, I think Matt... I think that the the fade was afraid of Matt and was hiding, and Matt was going after it, and they've interrupted him. So they've grabbed him. He just said, "Grab him, grab him." Now, Tom then gets in a big old knife fight, right? Knife fight with the fade. Now you don't fuck with the fade, man. Those things no. can fight. No, they look terrifying. No, if you're a blade master. As previously discussed, Lan is a blade master. Mm-hmm. Tamal Thor, Rand's father, is a blade master. Mm-hmm. Uh, a blade this master. Is a, stork. a heron. Heron. Uh, by the bird on the sword, basically. Yeah. A heron on the sword wreck, uh, means you are a blade master. Yeah. A blade master 
is a 50-50 chance in a one-on-one fight against a so fade. Ha- okay, so Tom takes on this fucking fade and survives? Did you see him walk out of the house? Oh, no. Don't kill him off. Did you see Tom walk out of the house? No, not yet. Oh, no. Then we run outside. Matt and Perrin... Uh, sorry, Matt and Rand go, Oh, all right, run, run, run. They literally dead. They are. Matt, Matt comes becomes himself and sees the little girl dead. The little girl that brought in the bread. The little girl that gave him the doll. And you reckon he killed her? Yeah. I don't. No, I I think the fade killed him. I think the fade has killed the family in the house. Yeah, and Matt. And Matt's woken up and gone hunting. Yeah. Or the, or whatever the hell's happening to Matt has done a thing. Yeah. So anyway, they they get the fuck out of dodge. So and now we go back. So yeah, that's that's basically it for um, Matt per- Matt Rand and Tom. Uh, last we see, Tom is in the in, he is fighting a fade mm. inside the farmhouse. Mm. It's not a great place to be. I wouldn't want to be in that situation. And uh, I'm pre- I, w- I don't know how many knives Tom has, but I know he's down two. Oh God. Well, he threw two. The first one went upstairs and the second one, the fade caught. So, I'm assuming that Tom has more than two knives. Like, he's a pretty savvy fellow. I feel like he'd have, like, at least six. Yeah. Possibly even eight, you know. So, we go back to the camp? Yeah, so after that, yeah, so we... I mean... That's the last damn. you see. That's the last you see of Rand and Matt for now. But, like, damn... That scene was intense. It was. Like I got, ch- I, honestly, I got chills when Matt pointed that dagger up into the second level, and he was like, "I see you." Yeah, I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, this, no, yep. Okay, so back to, uh, back to the Ice Sedai camp. Yep. So no need. Kind of goes for a walk and sees Lan praying. These two just stalk each other, don't they? Yeah, they kind of run into each other. Like, literally. She's like, I'm going to go pick some flowers to cure your friend and stuff. And he's like, no worries, I'll just stare at you creepily from my distance. I'm going to stare. And so now this time, Lan's like, feeling a bit down. Going to go do some prayer time. And Nynaeve's like, I'm just going to interrupt that. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to I'm just gonna roll over here and be like, hey dude, what you doing? <laughs> And like he goes, oh, I'm praying for like my fallen friends, and there was it was for the seven towers of Malkir. Is that his home? That is his home, yes. And um, the golden crane. And now this is the new, then they added a little interesting bit, which I mm-hmm. thought was kind of cute, but also oh hello, okay, we got we got we got words here. I can't say that. Yeah, we, 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 we got the, the words that she said in the old tongue, and I honestly, I cannot translate that without an instructor. So, um, and by translate, I mean just make the words, and I can't do that. Mm. So she basically says a phrase, uh, and it's... Uh, she, in the it, old tongue. It's in the old tongue, but he says, you know, oh, we, we do this thing, and she kind of, it was more of a... Uh, it was more. She kind of did it as a respect towards Lan. Yeah. Like as a this is my prayer for your people kind of thing. Yeah, and like Lan's like, oh, do you know the old tongue? And she goes, no, but my parents said it to me before they died, died. effectively. Yeah. 
before they were they hid her in, when their village was attacked. So and we don't know what her, what village that was yet. So and Lance is like, "How oh, do you want to know?" And he tells her straight up too. It was really sweet. I think it was like uh, now I am going to paraphrase this one. Oh. Uh, you know, our bodies return to the earth. Mm. So if you are on the earth, we will always be with you or something like that. Yeah. Which was really sweet. Yeah. And it gave a lot of context and you could obviously see she was like, I'm sorry, what's her actual name? Zoe Robbins, right? Uh, is is Nynaeve. She's uh, playing in the role of Nynaeve. She dominated that moment. I thought I could see like the roller coaster of emotions that ran through her face and brain and stuff. And it was like, you know, she wanted to... She wanted to cry because she felt a different, a deeper connection to her parents. She wanted to be stoic because she was trying to impress Lan. Mm. She, she didn't. So I, I could see all these things happening and firing, yeah. and I was just like, "Damn, this is a good acting performance!" Like, mm. my God. So you know, hats off, Zoe Robbins. Um, that was excellent. That was a great scene. So anyway, <coughs> um, there is a really touching moment, and I can see, like. Their friendship kind of going a bit more on the whole oh, deep, deeper side. Like, they're, they're getting to know each other a bit more. Yeah, well, they've, um, they haven't really spent much time together yet, so. No. So there's, I think that's really nice, though. Well, I mean, these guys are going to, these guys, all of them are going to be bumping into each other in and around. Mm. Like, they're going to be in the same city, but they won't see each other, or they'll be like, one will be looking for another, and the other one will be like, nah, fuck that, man. I don't want to see that guy right now. And they'll avoid them. Yeah. So, like, these guys will all bump into each other as time goes on. So, anyway, we're going back to the cave. Where... Right, now, we are back in the cave. Now, this is where things start to get a bit intense. Yeah, I'm... Right, so, so first off is... We're in the cave with Kareen and uh, Leandrin. Hmm. And they are maintaining the shield. All of a sudden, bang, Kareem's wards start going off, right? Bang. And you can see the flashes in the background. Yeah. Of, of like, it's like a like a little lightning clap in the background. Mm, I oh. saw that and I was just like, oh, what's, <coughs> what's that? that? And she immediately says, oh, well, that's my wards. They're letting me know that people have crossed within our... His army. His arm. well, people. Mm. And then we cut back to our water friends and they're all going, shit, 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 guys. It's the army. It's fire as the missiles. It's fire as the missiles, right? <laughs> and, um... So they, uh... We get a battle scene here, guys. We get a... It's a... It's not big. It's more of a skirmish. Mm. But we now have some proper, um... I said I fight... Yeah, techniques here really we got cool. like i don't even know what it called like lightning uh chain bombs that are going off in the woods and we've got the waters protecting the the, the ice and eye while they're so like you know a, a water's job is to protect his ice and eye yeah that's what they train for they're the I physical guess, embodiment right i guess also with the greens as well the more waters that they have the more protection they kind of have as well they are the battle of jar so yeah they are they are and i think having more waters is Smart. Yeah, well, I actually no, I actually was thinking about that while I watched the battle, and I thought, mm-hmm. you know, isn't it clever that she has two orders, and one is a proficient archer, and the other is a close combat specialist. 
So she has protection on two fronts, one for the long range, one for the short range. Mm. Now that's very handy because the red sister in this situation got feathered with arrows, basically. Mm. She, she got hit like two, three times with, with arrows and that would be because... She would didn't, didn't she wouldn't have had a water. Normally, there would have had a water that would have maybe jumped in front of that. He would have put a shield up or something. Mm, yeah. You know that's what they do. So anyway, Nine is in the middle of this fight, and she has nothing but a dagger. To she, yeah, she literally her. pulls out like her little harvesting dagger. Yeah, and she says, oh, "I don't know what to do." And Lance is just like, "Well, I'm trying to protect Nine as well as fight." And get to Moraine as well because they now they know that something's happened in the cave as well at this point. Yeah, and because um, now I think the cage is down by now. Yeah, so the <coughs> cage has gone down. Um, Logan has broken his shielding, yeah. and in doing so, he blew up the cage, and uh, he had a big kind of force. Uh, like wind thing kind of blow out. Yeah. Now that wind thing KO'd both Leandrin and Corrine. They're out for, they're, they're both knocked out, they're unconscious. Mm. Logan then melts his cage and he's like stands up like proper boss, right? And the ashes all and, flying around him and shit. And Moraine comes in and is like I want to talk to you. Yeah, she doesn't she doesn't even go for the fight. She just walks in and she says straight up like Alright, tell me what you think makes you the Dragon Reborn. Yeah. Great question. Great. I did not see that coming. Yeah. I fully thought she was going to come in there, whip out a Terangriel, and just fuck shit up. But, like, she didn't, man. I was expecting the little fat man, but I didn't see him, so... She carries around a bonus item. Okay. It's called a Terangriel. It, it's a, an enhancer for using the, the source, basically. Oh, okay. There, there's t- different types of Angriels. So this is a Terangriel, I think is the name of it, or a Sarangriel. And that, it enhances her ability to draw more power. Oh, okay. So it's a bit like a power... It's basically a straight-up power boost, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you can't overuse it. Like, you know, yeah. it's going to cause more damage. If, uh... So anyway... Um... So she starts having this conversation with Lorraine. Logan. Logan. Lorraine. Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a combination, Moraine and Logan, and we'll call her Lorraine. <laughs> so anyway, Otherwise known as Quiche. So anyway, um, we we go through this conversation with him and she's just like, You're not the dragon reborn. Well be- she basically says to him, like, um, the Dragon Reborn is like a burning star, like a sun. Like a bright, burning sun. You're like an itty bitty little candle. Yeah. Like, you think you're good and all that, man, but you are not. You're like you're, you're like decidedly average. Now, that's a bit insulting, I'd say. Mm. Mm. I mean, that dude just overpowered a bunch of sisters, like, without even trying. Like, he had to bide his time, but... But then... Um... After she gives him the absolute serving that is slap down, calling him a candle, um, she also has uh, uh, the sister kind of get sisters trying. Both both our sisters get up and they try and they try and get that shield back in, right? They yeah. need to get that shield back in play. But unfortunately, he breaks through with his dark. Well, well, it's just his power with his powers, and throws. I'm gonna say waves of air. So she, 
He throws Corrine and Landerin. No, no, should, they've already been bashed up against the wall. This is when they're trying to shield ba- him. Bath and... He throws the, the, the waves of air and he kills Corrine. Kills Corrine and we see... Steppen. Steppen. Steppen immediately feels that. Mm. Now, and that so breaks she, my heart. So Corrine dies. So Corrine was a red shirt. I thought she might be a red shirt when I didn't recognise her name. Mm. Uh, so she did not make it through the episode. She's a dead lady. Mm. Now, unfortunately, Stepan, uh, Stepan, her water, immediately feels that. Like he he felt that he knew she died. He felt her die. Yeah. Um. So he's pretty wrecked right now. He's he he may never recover. Yeah, it's very hard for a water. The only thing that could probably help him is if he gets bonded by another Isodai. But it's a terrible thing, and they would normally give something in this situation. He would go to an older Aes Sedai, who will just look after him. It's 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 really sad. Mm. Or he may even go to a younger Sedai where he can look after them. It it just depends. Um, mm. So we have a huge little. Uh, we go. Um, so Kareen's dead. We cut back to the forest fight, where we have Stepan Stepan, um, feeling her death. And then we have an Alana moment. Mm. Now, do you want to? Um, she she's literally going. She's smacking. She's smacking down. She's throwing. Yeah, yeah. She's smacking down, and she's just standing. She goes, "Go, go! They need your help more than I do." Yeah, and then she she fully unleashes. Then she really starts to go to work. Yeah, and she blows up everyone. I think she hits like like four or five lines. Including the king. In, yeah, including the king of Gaelden. Uh, yeah, and he dies. So the king of Gaelden is dead. He didn't get a name. Bad luck no. to you, guy. Red shirt. Red shirt. He way he was wearing a red shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Should have seen that one coming. Yes, true. Like red shirts don't really work in this show, but uh, he was definitely one. So anyway, they go. <laughs> everyone runs back to the cave. Yeah. Including Stefan. And Stefan is so... He's in anguish. Well, they, they they run back into the cave and it's not just Stefan, it's all the sisters. All the sisters. Um, um, and they're, they're trying to... And the warders. Yeah, they're trying to shield him. Yeah. And so Stefan runs in and just oh. attacks. He goes for... He wants to kill the man that killed his Aes Sedai. Hmm. And he 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 gets his axes in, but with the shielding and everything, and um, what's uh, Logan's power, the axes break. Yeah. Now this was really interesting because he's sliced. Now what happened is is he sliced through. Mm. He sliced through the shield. And into the space in between where the shield is. And where Loghain is. So there's like a solid like 30-40 centimetre gap here. Mm. We'll call that 3 to 4 inches for our American friends. Um, So what happened, I noticed with the first time when they shielded him, that shield was flush with his body shape. Mm. It was flush to him. So without it being flush, he can still use his power within the circle. Yeah. 
and this is this is consistent with the story because they are there are ways to break a shield. Yep. Okay. Um, which we we've obviously seen in this as well, but when he got though when the axe passed through where the the Isodai shield was into the territory where he could manipulate, mm. yeah, then all of a sudden everything changed. Yeah. So anyway, the axe breaks and shrapnel goes everywhere, injuring. Everyone. People, including Lan, which slits his throat. Yeah, it cuts his carotid. Yeah. And Nynaeve's kind of survived. And she got... She, she runs was behind Lan. Lan. Yeah, because Lan shielded her. Yeah, I think. And so, anyway... Moraine's got an axe handle hanging out of her chest, like... Yeah, and so, anyway... Nynaeve sees Lan drop and blood coming out of his... And it's gushing. And so Nynaeve's trying to, you know, get the... Hop with the pressure on, stop it bleeding. Put the pressure down. And next thing, you know, she starts screaming because he's dying. And a bright light emits Like, she's pounding through the one power. Like, she's she's absolutely tearing at the source. Like, my God, to use that kind of strength, that's insane. So, with that kind of strength, she starts healing the people around her. She heals, she gives it, she literally drops an AOE, like an area of effect, insta-heal. Yeah. And... I'm not, I'm not certain that that skill is available, but okay. (laughs) It's not in the books? I mean, like, narratively it works, but, like, I mean... Because, John... I I don't think on a technical side of things that works. Because in the Zuko, it's like, um... What the hell? Yeah, I was like, so when Logan broke out, I was just like, wait, what in the hell is going on here? Why is Logan getting out? Now, he's not supposed to get out. And so anyway, Nynaeve then heals everyone in the room, like mm. insta-heals. Mm. And Logan's looking on, he's like, God damn, man, she's like a blinding sun. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm not the Dragon Reborn. Yeah, he's happy. He has that instant of, of um, uh... Which doubt. Instant of doubt, and the Ice die, they they jump on that. They take that instant. They work it. So they gentle him. They gentle him on the spot. Now that was an aggressive way to do it. It was hard. It was the way they like they drew the source out of his body. And you can see. And he cried as he lost. That's it. that's how my heart broke for him. But I'm kind of glad that. He- I know. I'm just a bit. He's my boy. I I, I feel a bit fifty fifty about it just because he's. He wasn't a bad guy. He wasn't a bad guy, but he was driven to insanity. Well, he hadn't reached a certain level of insanity either because he was he was capable of making a decision against what the voices were saying. So, it was just like, well, okay, and just seeing him laying there. Crying kind of made me feel well. Oh, it was a really rough. I I never quite imagined that we would see a gentling this early. Hmm. So anyway, um. Well, that's everyone uh, kind of sits up and goes, "Oh wow, you know." Yeah. Oh yeah, no, Neve's braid come undone when she was roughing the power too. It was all like, 
waving in the air and stuff. And yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Kind of cool with that. But her, but her hair is made up of many little braids. So. Yeah, so like, it was that was kind of a cool thing I enjoyed. And Lance is just like, I've been healed. I'm not dead. I Like, he would have known that that was a fatal wound. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. So it's not something to like shake yourself, you know, shake yourself at. No, so it's a bit like um. So that was kind of a massive bang. So they, the, the so also, two gentle, Logan, all the sisters linked together behind Leandra. Now this is a linking. A linking hasn't happened yet. We haven't spoken about this yet. No. But up to thirteen sisters can link at a time to increase their power. Right. Right. No. Thirteen is the max. And how many were there to gentile gentle It just depends on strength. Anyone could do it. Okay. So for example, if Nynaeve was rocking that amount of power by her lonesome, she could probably gentle everyone in the room by herself. Wow. She's that tough. She's tough. She's she does and that that was really that's our first indication of her level of power. She is spectacular. Like if that like I can now say that because we know she uses the power. It's mm. clear cut. Everybody knows. Nineve's power level is off the charts. It is over nine thousand. There you go. It is my god. It it will it yeah yeah. I, other people tried to to scale how powerful she was, and she broke their scales. Like she's strong and angry. Uh, yeah <laughs> yeah. And when she's pissed. <laughs> She's even stronger. Oh, great. Yeah, when she's calm, she can't channel for shit, but we'll get to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like a... It's a problem that she has. You won't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> oh, no, she's fully Hulk rage. Yeah. Okay, so that is pretty much our uh, our scene for scene here. So what's your overall there? How do you feel about episode four? How do you feel about the shadow, the dragon reborn, and where our characters are at at the end of this episode? I must say, I am concerned for Matt. Yeah, fair, fair. I would be concerned for Matt too. Um, Rand is an idiot, but I love him. Well, he's kind of a wool-headed shepherd, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, Nynaeve and Perrin. I, I kind of like the fact that Egwin and Perrin. Oh, sorry, Egwin and Perrin. Um, I like the fact that they're just hanging out with the Tinkers and they're safe and they're getting looked after. Yeah, they're in a pretty good zone right now. Um, I love Lan. I love Nynaeve. Um, I'm gaining a kind of bit more respect with Moraine as well. Like, just, she has her own, her own way of thinking, her own way of doing things. I respect that. Um, it makes, at the end of the day, I kind of am excited to see how Nynaeve's character develops. Yeah, 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 it'll be long term. Um, but also, you know, everyone everyone else's character and how they develop. I, I don't have really any big pointers, actually, overall, with the whole um, episode. I'm really excited and really interested to see what's going to happen next week. Yeah, well, for me, a um, couple of details that were really important this week came up. Um, I, I really loved the, the combination of um, some aspects of the book that were put into this episode. Like I said, the, the, the White Bridge combination with the, the Grimwell Farm. Which is both... Now, those are both 
stories that are um, in the same period of Matt and Rand. So that, that's them traveling and it kind of covers like different spots they stop. So Four Kings is one place, mm-hmm. which we met, we went to the last episode. Um, and we also had the Grimwell Farm and a White Bridge crossover today. So this is all really important. Mm. Um, I, I cannot wait to discuss more Matt with you because that's going to be grouse. Mm. Um, the naive power reveal. Like, because it hadn't been revealed yet that she could use the power, had it? No. So this is this is actually a reveal as well as a demonstration. Mm. That was great. Um, really hits the spot because she goes straight to the white. She, she's probably like, you know, do not pass go. You go straight to the white tower now. You need to be trained. Mm. Mm. Um, Tom is in the exact position he needs to be. Matt and Rand are in the exact positions they need to be. Everything seems to be going according to plan. There's only one person I'm missing uh, at this point. Almost everything else has been covered. I'm actually very happy. I'm, I'm stoked, actually, because this is great. Uh, we're four episodes in. We've got a heap of backstory. We've got a heap of character development. Uh, this is going to be great. I'm super excited. I am ready for next week's episode. Why is it so far away? Right. Someone, someone hurries things up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so, do you have any predictions on what could happen next? Episode? Oh, I know what's going to happen. We, well, I don't know exactly what's right, going to well, happen. We won't say anything. What then. do you think's going to happen? Because you have no idea. Who's no. the dragon? Well, people have been saying no names. Who do you think is the dragon right now? Honestly, um, Nynaeve. Nynaeve? Because mm. you did say it was Matt halfway through the episode. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, and, no, Rand. I said Rand. Was it? Yeah. I thought you said it was Matt. Because of his super strength. Oh, yeah. Apparently, Rand has super strengths. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I'm a bit 50 50. I'm, I'm not sure. You're not sure. You don't yeah. know? No. But I want to put my play, play, place, place my bets on those two. But, Honestly, I'm not sure. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we will. Isn't that exciting? So yes. there's there's actually a bunch of mysteries. So I'm I'm keen. I'm keen. Yeah, sorry for the long podcast, guys. Um, we're just tr- so well. Many there was a, look, there's a lot to cover in this episode. So um, yeah, yeah. We had and and there is a lot of detail in the battle scenes and yeah. and the, and the dialogue. So again, yeah, we are sorry, but you know what. So what if our podcast takes twice as long as watching the episode? This is what this is all about, right? Discussion time. <laughs> and like uh, four times uh, longer than any other podcasts. Well, it is what it is. Or and, usual uh, podcasting time. Like I said, that's how the wheel weaves it. So all right. we'll call it on um, that. I'm, ta- I'm taking you to bed and we're going to get some sleep. Yeah, it's going. Uh, so this is it from us. We'll see you next time, guys. Thank you once again for being here. So Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I hope you like our podcast. You can find us on social media on Twitter at Cloudy Wacor, that is W A C O R. You can also find us on Instagram, cloudy.wacor, and also email us with your thoughts and theories uh, to the Cloudy or Cloudy we have. Uh, so, the C O U D Y Wacor at gmail.com. 
Uh, we do have some more episodes coming out weekly, and I hope uh, we hear from you guys very soon. Thanks, guys.